Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is the show about the show, the show within the show. And every single week, we peel back the curtain and let you know what's going on behind the scenes. You can subscribe to the Permission Granted podcast by finding it on iTunes. Simply search Permission Granted. Also, this is available on the normal iTunes feed. And I should also point out that I think a really cool new place to to find it is at daoncbs.com. When you go to our website, there's a big link to it and a big icon. It's impossible to miss. So if you don't use iTunes and you're looking for it on your desktop or even your phone, it's a good place to find it. That's DA on CBS.com. So there's three big things I want to get into, Mraz. Number one, Jeremy Roenick in studio today. You know, he's a he's a hockey icon. He um he lives, I think his reputation, he lives on forever because of how good he was in NHL ninety four. A video game legend, of course. Video game legend. But he was also he's kind of a larger than life personality. For hockey players, you know, hockey players can oftentimes be kind of boring. They can say the right thing all the time. It's a culture of defer to the opponent. Don't make it about yourself. It's about the team. You know, so you don't just don't get a lot of big personalities. It's not how they're. It's not how they're right. How they brought up. It's a Canadian way of life too for a lot of the Canadian players. Yes, and Ronick was different. Ronick has personality. Ronick just seemed like a great guy to hang out with, and. Um, and that has come that has come forth, I think, in his post-playing career, both on NBC. He wrote that book. And he's been in with us before. We've had him on the show a number of times. Very big in the Pro-Am golf tournaments as well. He's yeah. a big golfer. He's kind of like a happy Gilmore, right? Yes, exactly. Cut from a different cloth, different, going to pound beers on the course and talk smack. And um, he was in studio today. We were doing the Papa Shot with him crushing beer cans and has there ever been a better corporate sponsorship brand than crushing Coors Light cans and wrist shotting them into a net with Jeremy Roenick? Literally, they found the perfect guide on the face of the whole promotion and the perfect promotion to tie in with the perfect sport. The whole thing across the board was a win, 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 win. I, I was when we were doing the uh, Facebook Live. So after we had him on in the segment, this was the last hour. Uh, this was the last segment of hour number one on Wednesday. Then during that commercial break, his whole promotional team set up this kind of fake ice, brought out the hockey sticks, set up the net, crushed the beer cans. Had the beer crusher set up, which was some heavy-duty piece of equipment. Yeah. And uh, and then we started slap-shotting, you know, 
using these beer cans and put the slap shot into the net or the, the wrist shot into the net. And there was a moment where I'm like, is this really happening? Are we really playing hockey with Jeremy Roenick right now in the newsroom? It was awesome. It was absolutely was awesome. Was that a little out-of-body experience for you? Yeah, especially when um, you gave me the stick, gave me an opportunity in front of him, and I drilled two, two targets. I, you know, I just wristed in, I hit him, and uh, you know, he turns, and I could tell he wasn't trying to wax me up. He goes, oh, you've played some puck before, huh? Yeah. And it was one of those like cool because I you know I not that I was Wayne Gretzky but that was like my sport growing up I played a ton of hockey and to hear Jeremy Roenick notice after I hit a couple targets with some crushed beer cans that I got a pretty good wrist shot yeah you know what that was a pretty cool moment for me it really was you can watch that video at facebook.com slash the da show that video is up right now on our Facebook page and that happened during commercial break and that was so cool facebook.com slash the da show. And it just it just felt like an old Letterman episode because it was like we took over the newsroom and everyone's like, oh, boy, what's going on here? The thing was obnoxiously huge. The yes. whole fake ice, was un- it took over the entire newsroom. And then our boss walks by and he's got to, like, step over a fake ice with empty beer cans because to get the to beer, his office. Because the beer crusher is blocking the only other open <laughs> runway. <laughs> I just love it. It's like, oh, God, what's the DA show doing now? But, hey, what are you going to do? It was a good promotion. It was great. I loved it. That was obviously my favorite moment of the week. Back-to-back good weeks with good classic in-studio guests, Steve Garvey, last week, followed by Jeremy Roenick this week. Got to have it. And that's why you got to watch it. Watch DA.com. Got to have it. Got to watch. And those are things that happen now that we're on during the day. And now it's been a year. But, you know, you don't get a Jeremy Roenick to slap empty beer cans into a net or Steve Garvey to come in to watch Axe cuts unless you're doing the day. Right, and that's absolutely the perks. I thought another good part, and speaking of you know being in the day there, is I love when other shows kind of get, you know, open up their eyes and look at us, and that was Boomer Esiason finished his morning show, Boomer and Geo on CBS Sports Network, and right at that time, 9.55 Eastern, we had the fake ice out, we finish up, and Boomer was waiting like a little kid, wanted to get a quick shot in with really? Jeremy Roenick himself. You know, nice. Please, let me get in here and stuff like that. And it's Boomer just, you know, has every big guest under the sun, and he was just dying to take wrist shots like we were with Jeremy Roenick. Nice. Couldn't get enough. That's a cool moment, you know? It's a great moment. Gotta right. have it. Very cool. Number two. Brand new Nomad is out this week, and it takes us behind the scenes of the Death by Salsa Challenge. And the Death by Salsa Challenge, of course, is I lost, I had the worst bracket in our college basketball tournament bracket challenge because I chose Virginia to win the the whole thing. They, of course, get knocked out by UMBC in the first round, first ever 116 upset. I'm cooked. I end up having to eat this salsa. This is kind of behind the scenes of the salsa, how it happened unfolded. Then I used the footage that we had on the air. And um, I think it came out pretty good. And... Uh, two things on it. Number one, going back over the Robbie Rosenhaus video is awesome because he just seizes the limelight and he's he has such a big personality. He comes in and he's aggressively kind of fighting the salsa saying, let's go. Oh, yeah. He like has like the big Kool-Aid man. Yeah, it's like a, down the brick wall. It's a game face that he has on to challenge the salsa. A lot of Baker Mayfield, I think, in Robbie Rosenhaus. Okay. He, he eats the salsa, then immediately f- just pounds an entire quart of ice cream. Which, as we've noted, he just wanted ice cream and would have been eating it regardless. <laughs> but 
And, you know, that was the day that you did a 180 on, on Robbie. How could you not? How could anybody not? And I think for those wondering what it was about that, that kind of, um, that kind of, uh, you know, just charmed you. I think this video will show some of those moments were just, they were so good because he goes from rage and like, and like trying to psych himself out or up into just laughter at how hot it uh, it is, and it makes them so likable. And I think what you you find there, and, and this ties into the NBA playoffs, where people talk about LeBron James, and he just has that God-giving ability, right? The natural ability to entertain us and, and do what he does on a basketball court. I think what you saw with Robbie Rosenhaus is throughout his troubles and his demons and everything that's happened is that right there, that ability to take that moment and entertain us without thinking about it, without scripting anything, he has natural God-given ability. You can't teach what he's got. So this episode of Nomad is going is you should definitely watch this um, to check it out. But on that point, Robbie has had an in-game injury. Yeah. See, this is where the you need a part two on the thirty for thirty for Robbie Rosenhaus. Yeah. What happened? So I would say since that day that he ate the death by Sal, so we came back. A lot of hype was around him. I think he's worked sporadically a couple weekends. About shifts. a month ago. Right. We haven't seen much of Robbie Rosenhaus no. around here. Robbie Rosenhaus, shortly thereafter, was in a car accident, which is the, he's okay, he's alive. Yeah. But the joke here is that the ultimate irony is he was late because he was in a car in traffic to that day. He dipped down on a shift to drive for Uber. And here he is. He got into a car accident where I think he broke one of his legs. Oh, no. His face, he tweeted a big mug of his face, all bruised and, really? and battered. He tweeted himself from the hospital bed with the cast on his leg. And I reached out to him to see if he was okay. He said, yeah, man, little by little, it's going to be a process. Now, Robbie, naturally, is not a healthy man. So I think the healing process might take oh, a little longer my. than usual. So just when Robbie rose and asked, and this is the definition of his career. Just when he turned the corner. Just when he turns the corner and he gets you know, himself into some positive light with everybody. And he's starting to think about making tapes for the bosses. Right, and change his whole career and really take off, an injury gets him. And you know, he hasn't been around. Naturally, he has to take care of himself, take care of the healing process. He's worked way less shifts because it's obviously a lot more difficult for Robbie, somebody of that size with a broken leg way to get in here. Way less shifts or has he not worked shifts since it? I don't want to, because I haven't been here on a Saturday or Sunday. I don't know if they've took him in here. How do you work a shift if you get a broken leg? And that's the thing. I mean, he could work here, but how does he get in here? You know, he's not driving. You know, you're not getting him on a walker. I don't know if he's taking the train. So he's... His injuries have, again, derailed another promising blip in his career. You can't work this. You can't get to this show. You cannot get to this building if you've got a broken leg. I swear on it. You can if somebody drives you. It's the only way. And even at that, you've got to hop out of the car outside on Hudson Avenue, hop in, go through the turnstile, go through the security, get in the elevator, hop your way into the studio, sit your butt down in that chair and not move. You can't take a subway. You yeah. can't take a new. You can't take a new well, New York Transit. I, I think here's the deal: if it's somebody that looks like you or somebody who's in better shape, you can hop a little easier. Uh, it's not broken gonna, legs tough. It's not easy. It's not easy. But if you're a little lighter on the body, at least you can somehow maneuver it. You're talking about a 400 pound catfish with a broken leg. Essentially, he's not fitting through things. You can't scramble sideways, and if he hops on one leg. The rest of them might go down. So, and this isn't meant to make fun of Robbie because I said I'm a big fan of him. His health and age to go with this injury have caught caught up with him. Well, he's not a young man either. He's mid 30s now. Uh, And you've seen a guy who might have, you know, 
like an Ari Dickey late in his career. Have we seen his peak? The death by salsa in this nomad might be the peak of his career. And Are you I serious? And I thought his career was only going to take off, but you know what? Uh, you know, you just you think this injury derailed his career? Some guys are just meant not to live up to promise, and maybe that's Robbie. And I and it breaks my heart because I know he has that promise. You are going to go that far? He hasn't been around. He hasn't been around. It's been a month. But people, you know what? It's like the news cycle changes. People are going to forget your high moment. The moment he walks back in here, people are going to forget about that salsa challenge. Not me and you won't, but bosses and other people. And they're going to remember the old Robbie Rosehouse. He used to annoy people, and he's going to have to start over just again. He had to take those first couple weeks and just hit the ground running. Hey, boom, this is me. Here's my demo tapes. Here's this. Here's that. And he lost all of that. He just has to start over again. And I don't know. I mean, how many shots can a man take to his willpower? I don't. That's a big question. Um, I'm fascinated by it. But yeah, this we should have documentary cam uh, cameras. That should be the nomad Robbie Rosenhaus's rehab process. You need to get over to his place on Long Island and follow him around. You know, maybe he's you know trying to do some running through the tires, heal up quick. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Well, this would be a devastating turn of events if he had just become everybody's, you know, favorite personality and suddenly an injury derails him. Just some guys aren't meant to have that. Was was he driving Uber when he got in the accident? That is not confirmed. My guess would be not know that. Well, because my guess would be if he was driving Uber, he didn't like because the only reason anybody knew about this was all of a sudden he tweeted out the pictures and they looked pretty gruesome. If he was actually driving Uber, my guess would be he the didn't want... The pictures of his car look gruesome or his oh, face? His face and his body. I huh. mean, he was battered up. But if he tweets out, hey, look, car accident, of course, me, whatever he said in there, if he tweets out, I was driving Uber, Uber's going to see this tweet and go, we don't want this guy driving for us. Look at this. He's, you know, why would you want to get in a car with that with a guy like that who ends up like Unless that? Unless it wasn't his fault. But no, it doesn't matter if it's not his fault. You see that picture, you see, uh, you know, a rather hefty man, broken leg, broken face, and saying he's getting a car accident, he's driving for you, that's a bad look for the company. So, all that was out there was a car accident, we will never know if it was with Uber or not. My guess is probably, probably, but who knows? Do you think somebody was in the car? Well, that, see, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if he's driving Uber and somebody's in the car, maybe they're in the back seat and they're not as beat up and he is. Ooh. I guess they get a free ride out of that, I would assume. <laughs> I would imagine. The meter goes off. You feel you feel bad for Robbie Rosenhaus. I'm really not trying to pile on for him because I'm rooting for him, but I just I don't know how you come back from this kind of injury. Oh my I god! I don't know. It seems it's almost like Victor Cruz. You know, Victor Cruz, <laughs> great player, has his great you know moments, has that devastating injury, tries to come back. He's just never the same. And I wonder if Robbie Rosenhaus has a lot of Victor Cruz in him, and then he ends up begging to come back in the league. It comes real sad. <sighs> Robbie, we're rooting for you. Just know we are rooting for you. I just wouldn't put any money on you. You've buried him. Yeah, I mean the the scale and the waves <laughs> I've got with Robbie, high peaks, lows. I, I I want him to succeed. I this is not me rooting against him. I just don't think it'll happen now. I think this is over. You think that? I think it's within over. the week. I think it's over. Within a month, last month you were on the podcast and said if Robbie Rosenhaus isn't a big success in this industry, it's only on him because he's got the talent. <laughs> don't blow a stop sign. And somebody. We'll see the talent, and even if that means mornings in Nashville, which it would be a great job, but, mm -hmm. you know, anywhere he will succeed. I believe that, that. If that doesn't happen, it's on him. A month later, you think it's over.
Yeah, because I think it's going to be on him now not to get his himself back to that position. You think this injury derailed all of that? Well, because where is he going to get the positive light from? I mean, we've had our peak moment with him. You know, I would do a PGP with him or something like that, but he's never going to have that moment on the show with us again. And if we're the only show giving him that buzz, then where's he getting that from? You know what I mean? <sighs> I just feel like it's too soon to write him off. Okay. I mean... I mean, you want to make a little friendly wager here? No, no. no? I don't want to wager on, <laughs> on a Robbie's career. career. No, no. <laughs> uh, also on that episode of Nomad, which is the revisiting the Death by Salsa Challenge, now I've got uh, I've got a sponsor on Nomad. Is it the pork rinds? Yeah, beef jerky. Oh, the beef jerky. And pork rinds. It's, Still haven't tried the pork rinds. It's field trip snacks. Right. They got the big cow. Yeah. Big episode. Do you like, well, yeah, because now all listeners or all viewers of Nomad get 25% off their orders. You got to go watch Nomad to see how you can get 25% off. 25% off a beef jerky company is not bad. No, especially, obviously, this isn't like going to your normal convenience store. You're getting a prominent jerky company. Quality. No GMOs, all grass right. you're fed, not no like, steroids. You're not going to feel like garbage. It's not slim gyms. Right. It's very good. You're not going to feel like garbage, and they're going to ship it to you. Yes. So that's the way to, way to go. And it's something if you don't live in, let's say, Brooklyn, New York, where you can go to the factory like you did... Well, you know, they are a lot of places. They're I'm, in CVSs. They're I've in, seen them. Um, you have seen them. I have seen them, actually. Actually, they're in the snack. Didn't notice them until you did Nomad, but now I've seen them. They're in the snack packs of JetBlue flights. Are they really? Yes, they're kind of a big deal now. Kind of a big deal. Well, if you enjoy them on your JetBlue flight and you want them shipped to you, go to Nomad and you'll get the uh, the percentage 25% off. 25% off now. 25% off. That's a pretty big discount. <laughs> That's in this, a nice discount. This day and age. In this economy. It's a nice discount. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then I also wanted to discuss how much time you got left. Uh, I have about five minutes, uh, and I'm still figuring out what I'm going to do for side B. This side B is going to be a disaster. Well, I think I know. What? Jury duty. Okay. But here's the problem. This might be a solo side B. Can't get a Bilotti in here? Bilotti is still crying about his voice being shot. Ah, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, right. is too swamped over there. Bogish can't do side B because he's doing double duty because Heller is in jury duty. Don't have Heller because he's in jury duty. Kenny Brock is across the world in, like, England or something. Who knows where Jay Berman is? And you're pointing to Joey Waller right now? Yes. The Waller! Have the Waller on! All right, I'm going to talk to Joey Waller after. Because we haven't had him on. We haven't had him on. I'm staring at the back of his head. All right. I mean, you know, who knows what he has in his busy day where he's doing nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll try to get him on. Have either Waller or Ack talk about Garvey. You think I want to sit in here for 10 minutes and talk to Hack about Steve Garvey? That's a worse punishment than kicking me off the two PGPs. <laughs> Pick his That's brain. what you should have done to me after I burped on the PGP was make me sit in here with Hack and host it. Pick his brain and see how he can remember every little tidbit, every little, you know. Cause All right. He- I'm going to tell you right now, Waller is choice. Eh? <laughs> I promise you that. But anyway, I wanted to bring up that we don't have... <laughs> Brad Heller, dessert coordinator, because he's in a month-long freaking trial. He got called in for jury duty. It's a month-long civil trial. One month he's going to be out of work. Who can afford?
afford to take a month off of work. This is just a disgrace on so many. Number one, Brad Heller, I love him, is the the ideal guy they're looking for when you show up to jury duty. He's never going to say anything outlandish. Guy can't say no. Guy can't say no. Exactly. He's just going to give him whatever answer they want. I mean, I, I would push over. He's a total pushover, and the jury themselves are going to push him over. I don't care if he thinks the person's innocent or guilty when this whole thing's said and done. He's going with the rest. They're going to the they're going to bully him. Right. He is the guy every lawyer's looking for in a jury. So he gets stuck. <laughs> and then second of all, a month. I mean, this jury's got some nerve too. Like, you know, let's speed up the process. We got to get these things over with in three days. A civil trial. I mean, is this murder? I mean, what is a month long uh, trial? How do you do that? And I think I thought of a way Brad's got to get out of it. It's supposed to be a felony. <laughs> and then even if it's a felony and you're responsible for putting somebody but away. it's a civil trial. You've you got to end up in witness protection if you put somebody bad <laughs> away because then who knows whose people are going to come after you. If you're Brad, and I'm saying this totally because I don't care who comes after me for it, I think you got to fake go to sleep in the jury box. You have to. I think you just you know start closing your eyes, have the judge call you out. What are you doing? Ah, oh, I can't stay awake. Ah, she yells at you once. You do it again. And you can argue that I work the morning shift so right. my body's not ready. My body's not ready. Do whatever you can once you've been picked to either cause a mistrial or get yourself kicked off the jury. That's what I would do. You have to do it. You have to do it. Why would you want to sit there for a month? You have to do it. If you sit there for a month, the only one to blame is you. It's your bozo. <laughs> exactly. Because... Uh, for those that don't know, Brad Heller ends up, he's the morning show uh, sports update anchor on 880, uh, our news affiliate here at CBS. And that's why he's oftentimes doing our updates because Bogus will be out, then he will switch with Bogus right. or have somebody else do it. With him out, right now Bogus is pulling double duties, having to do 880 and us, so he's spread too thin. And this could go on for a month. It's taxing. It's quite frankly not fair. And like we've discussed and mentioned on Trash Shoes, I don't know what's with everybody getting called. Bilotti was called for jury duty two weeks ago, but who knows what his day off situation. Bilotti's been called for jury duty. Heller's in for a month. And then our kitchen organizer. <laughs> Which you hate that position. I can't stand it. <laughs> All right. She's the woman who stocks the coffee. We got people that, you know, are dying for tape cutting jobs here. Actual audio that goes over the air. And we can't, we can't hire them. We've got to cut their hours. But the woman that orders the coffee... For the right. cafeteria, she's got a full-time job. And, and there still aren't enough cups or <laughs> you know, paper towels. Well, that woman, I'm not going to name her name. She, I overheard. I don't her, know her name. I, I do, but I'm not going to name it. I overheard her today saying that she, too, was called for jury duty, tried to get out of it by saying she has a busy week coming oh, up. Oh, yeah. She has a couple of events. A couple of events. You're putting French vanilla cream back there. <laughs> <laughs> and she has to now go serve on a trial starting tomorrow. <laughs> so you can bet there'll be there won't be any cups. But you know, for her to pull that, like of all the people sitting there, she's the one with Seriously. the least amount of stuff to do. This she has the least important important job in the company because people care about their stupid coffee so much every day and their cups <laughs> the and their forks. creamer and the forks that it's important that it's there. But it's the least important because anybody can do that. A trained monkey can do exactly what she is doing. <laughs> So, I mean, for her. I overheard her today planting a flag. I have events. I tried to tell them I have events. Yeah, sure. Judge probably rolled his eyes. Sure, you did. Here was her first problem. Throw out the freaking questionnaire like everybody else does, you moron. Yeah, big events. Big events. (laughs) What is the big event? Ronick here? I didn't see you here. Ronick was slapping beer cans. Big event. We got the hazelnut salesman coming in. We got (laughs) (laughs) got two cases of hazelnut in here. Big event. We got to see how many days off Bilotti has (laughs) up at Human Resources. All right. Well, I hope you get uh, Joey Waller for a side A. I do, too. (laughs) 
It's side A. Here goes side B. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome to Side B of the PGP. Uh, we left you with a dealer's choice at Side A. Would it be Joey Waller? Or would it be something I did not want to do? Talk to Rich Ackerman about Steve Garvey for 10 minutes. So thankfully, we've gotten choice A. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, now the mic is on? Now the mic is on. I thought you were going to be a pro. I thought you would be a pro and turn your own mic on. And by the way, I'm Maraz, the host of Side uh Side B, Joey Waller doesn't know how to turn his mic mic on as a professional. I have to do it here from the board is here. I'm way too important for that. You're way too important. Okay. Well, what, you want to talk about Steve Garvey for 10 minutes? I don't think anybody wants to do that. I think, no, it doesn't have to be 10 minutes. It can be 30 seconds. Yeah, okay. Long's in the Hall of Fame. All right. <laughs> That's less than 30 <laughs> seconds. Uh, my other part about Steve Garvey, actually, now if I'm going to ask you about it, yes. would be I mentioned on last week's podcast how you and Ack both separately told me how much you adored Steve Garvey and he was your favorite non-Met player growing up. What the heck about Steve Garvey were you guys in love with? The fact that he was a good-looking man? That's part of it. Doesn't hurt, right? Easy so you, on the eyes. So you, you wanted to be a <laughs> Kidding, handsome, folks. A handsome first baseman with a tan. Is that what you were looking for? You know what? As I told Garvey when I interviewed him maybe six, seven years ago in an name event drop. here in New York, a little name drop, he always filled out the uniform very nicely. He had the big Popeye forearms. Even when he went to the Padres, the uniform just always fit perfectly. And I said to him, I said, you know, when you wore that Dodger uniform, Steve, it always fit to a T, and he said, well, that was part of being a Dodger. He said the uniform had to fit right. You had to make sure everything was just so. The baseball socks, he said, even the stripes on the uniform, you had to make sure that they lined up just right because that's the Dodger way, Shawnee. Uh, I didn't know the Dodgers had a way, Joey. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, speaking of the Dodger way, uh, somebody who dodges a lot of responsibility around here has always been Robbie Rosenhaus, and we just discussed him a little on side A, and... Uh, me and Robbie's rivalry, if you will, came to an end, much like uh, the WWE or WWF. Uh, I consider him a tag team partner. Much like the WWE. Well, I'm saying where you Says go from. who? I- I'm saying for a guy who maybe was somebody's enemy and then you become, you know, a friend, a partner. Uh, I love Robbie Rosenhaus ever since he ate the hot salsa with DA. But I don't know if you're aware of this, and maybe you are, maybe you're not. I'm going to blindside you with a question here because we did no prep for this side B at all. Are you aware of Robbie Rosenhaus' recent accident? I am not. Okay, so Ro- have you seen Robbie Rosenhaus? I have not. Okay. Well, that answers two questions fondly. Robbie Rosenhaus, I would say about three weeks ago or so, tweeted out a picture of himself in a cast on his leg and his face, and it looks like he just went 12 rounds with Tyson, saying that he's going to be out of commission for a while because he got into a brutal car accident. So, and, you know. And we're going to make fun of this no, now? No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah, I'm, get- I'm getting there. Robbie just had a big moment on the DA show, a, a life-changing moment where he said now he was going to make demo tapes and he was going to change his career and own the personality that he is. And now I don't think the guy's worked a shift in a month because he can't get in here because he's 400 pounds and a broken leg. And I have to ask Joey, will a car accident derail the once-promising career of Robbie Rosenhaus back to the person he once was? So this could be sort of a Matt Harvey-type situation in a way, right? Good comparison. Is Robbie Rosehouse a lot like Matt Harvey? Finally broke out of the scene, flashed, and just can't get out of his own way. Mm. Your thoughts? <laughs> Any at all? I don't know if I have much on this. <laughs> well, no, you were a Robbie Rosehouse defender, and that's why I want to ask him no, I'm about just kidding. You. I have something on everything, Sean. You know that. Well, first of all, I hope Rob's okay. I mean, I... I, I did. Rob. I was... <laughs> that's what his good friends call him, Sean. Rob. Uh... <laughs> Bobby. 
Good job out of you, Bobby. Uh, first of all, I hope he's okay. But, I mean, will it derail his, derail his career? Is that the question? Yes. What career? <laughs> what are we talking about <laughs> specifically? <laughs> what you, what promise exactly is not being met? This? I mean, I'm sure he has some. I haven't. There was I a don't mo- know that it's been derailed at this point. No, I would say a month ago when he came on the D show and ate the hot sauce, he was very funny. There was a video that, that went and everybody seemed to eat it up. And I personally was somebody who was so anti-Rosenhaus that I saw a flash, a glimmer of entertainment in his bones. Something you had said from the beginning that he's a funny guy naturally and everything like that. I did that. spot it down in uh, Rookie Ball. You did, Yeah, you spotted him down in Rookie Ball. And I finally got a glimpse of that. And I pumped him up to DA and, and I told Robbie on the air flat out, Hey, if you're not hosting somewhere in the next five years, that's because of you, not because of anything else. Listen to you playing the role of mentor all of a sudden. You know, that's what happens. How about this, folks? The guy's done like six shows already. He thinks he's, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) taking on the role of uh, clubhouse mentor. I I, I like to think of myself as that way. So I I told him, like, and he came back at me. He said, listen, I'm going to make demos now. I'm a changed man. You have totally changed my by uh, perspective, and people around the newsroom started to buy into Robbie Rosehouse. You know what? He's a, he's a humbled man, and we see that he can be very funny if he's just humbled a little bit. And then the moment he's about to have all this happen, he crashes his car because he's like a never-ending sitcom. Do we know what happened? Was this one of those, as they call it in, in traffic land, a one-car accident? I We don't know if it's a one-car or two-car. He might have mentioned in the tweet that it was a hit-and-run, but I, I don't want to put words out there because I don't remember the tweet specifically. Uh, there was questions inside A of whether this happened while he was driving for Uber or not, which we are uh, we're unconfirmed. Aside, at the moment. a little moonlighting. Uh, who, well, yeah, that's what he left the shift on St. Paddy's Day early for. Are, are you serious? Yes. Uber. So he left the shift on St. Paddy's Day, Joey, two hours early, a tape shift, without telling anybody. Apparently, when there was still Rangers post game that had to be cut for WFAN, so he could go drive Uber, and then thought that that was okay. That people should understand he has a side gig. Listen, I don't want to make light, you know, when the man's laid up, but uh, no he, no weight limit for Uber in the employee hiring uh, department? Is that fair? Is that No, fair? not at all. So you're saying just because somebody's heavy now they can't drive Uber? Life isn't fair. But no, I'm just saying I would think that there'd be some restrictions there. No, I've yeah, never the man taken can drive Uber, a car. But... I mean, uh, just because he's 100 pounds away from being shot, you know, forklifted out of his house doesn't mean he can't get beyond the wheel of a car. I you're agree. saying if you go... Uh, technically, and... but when you get in the back seat of a car and your driver is, you know... Well, well, give me a number. What are we looking at on Ron? I would say he's 400. He says he's... 400? I think he said he was 350. I say no shot. I think we're looking at 410. So if he says 350, we add we add a half 60. a hunch. I would say 60. <laughs> we add a half a hunch plus, and we get to... So you say, if if you, if you didn't know Rosenhouse and you called an Uber and Rosenhouse showed up, you would say you're too fat to drive Uber? I wouldn't say that, but I might be a little unsettled in the back seat. Well, what do you think is going to happen? He's going to eat you while you're <laughs> back there? Like, what exactly is the problem? <laughs> now that you put the thought in my head... No, I mean, I think the thought would cross. It probably wouldn't bother me that much, but I think in certain people's minds, you get into the backseat of an Uber, guy weighs 400 pounds. You might be concerned that the man, you know, might, God forbid, have a heart attack and the car winds up on the sidewalk. You are some piece of work. So now, just because anybody's overweight, they're immediately going to have a heart attack in the 15 minutes you need them to get you from point A to point B. I didn't say immediately. It might happen, you know, after we're 10 blocks into the trip. So you're right. You'd rather have a 120-pound, you know, man driving who could be, you know, drinking while doing it than Fat Robbie patrolling you around. Give me somebody. (laughs) This is something else. Give me somebody underweight rather than somebody overweight. I would say I didn't see this podcast going this way. Real quickly before I let you go, we played audio on the show, and the only reason I'm bringing this up to you is because you're a frequent. I would say you wake up randomly in the middle of the night and have WFAN in New York on. Is that correct? No question. This morning, I get in my car, and we're taping this on Wednesday, 5.30 a.m., a caller to Tony Page's program on WFAN. Calls Tony. 
and says, uh, you know, Tony, I just hope James Dolan stays out of Wayman Tisdale's way here and just let Tisdale, you know, coach the Knicks. Tony responds, like, basically by saying, well, you know what? Oh, you know, we have to wait and see with Dolan. And we pl- I pulled the audio because I heard it. We played it on the show. The late Wayman Tisdale. Wayman Tisdale, and as we pointed out, has been dead near a decade. And there are Nick fans on the overnight who think this man has just been hired to be their head coach. Can I have any opinion on that whatsoever? I guess the first thing that comes to mind there is this is shades of a couple of months ago on the DA show when I was on talking uh, about something having to do with uh, signature calls or, or whatever, something with play-by-play guys. And I nearly slipped and said the late Vin Scully. <laughs> Putting him in the grave, Joe. I thought that uh, I tried to pull a fast one, and and uh, remember, I actually I got the L part yeah. out, the L part out. I was like the, and Da jumped right down my three. So whoa, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> what do you have? The late Vince Scully? Is that what you were about to say? I said no, no, no. I was going to say legendary Da, legendary, which, which we all do. It was late, right? But so you listen to the overnight. You have, I mean, is that as wacky as you will hear? And should a host respond in that spot? Now, what was Paige's reaction again? Paige's reaction was he went right to the Dolan point. Ah, you know what? The Dolan, you know, wait and see if he lays off. Do you think Tony picked up on the Wayman Tisdale reference? My guess would be knowing working the board on those overnight shifts many years ago, Tony probably heard it and just didn't care. You know, (laughs) he was at the end of the show. He was already thinking vending machine during the next (laughs) break, right? Right, right. Well, it's the very end of his show. Like, get me out of here. I'm not correcting this guy in Wayman Tisdale, you know? But, I mean, come on. We were thinking, well, you have corrected the guy. Of course. Not only would I have corrected him, I would have kept relooping it and playing it for the next (laughs) week that somebody thought that Wayman Tisdale was hired as the Knicks head coach. I'm sure the Tisdale family would be very pleased to hear about you making light of his untimely death. Untimely? It was nine years ago. Well, but at the time, well, it's it's not untimely now, but it was at the time. At at some time, you know, the grieving process ends, Joe. And is, is nothing spared being your fodder, Marash, on the air? No, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing all right. at all. Well, it's, it's, it's an honest answer. Well, thanks, Joe, for your uh, for your time here on Side B. I was what? Uh, choice number eight to go uh, into Nine. <laughs> gotcha. Nine. You can follow Joey on Twitter at Joey Waller, and you can follow me on Twitter at Marash CBS. Have a great weekend, everybody. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.